Welcome back. We're doing another walkthrough video of a most recent renovation that we did. Uh, and this one is actually, we picked it up as a short sale. So we've talked about short sales before. I'm actually going to link up here <laughs> the video that I did an interview with Angie Francis, a realtor owner of Stepstone Realty. And she talks a lot about short sales and it's a great strategy to know. And this property just proves it. So we're gonna just walk you around the property, tell you things that we did, and share a little bit of nuggets because we actually decided, uh, we listed it and we took it back down, did a few things and relisted it and got a much higher offer and much higher sale price. So we're gonna share all that with you on this show. this deal from we actually got this property it came from networking uh, somebody just knew that I was a licensed agent and we worked with short sales in the past and somebody had the, the gentleman was in foreclosure and had tried to go through a short sale once before was unsuccessful at it and then we were able to take it over and work with it it probably took from the time of he's this guy's the previous seller started working with investors um, it probably took two years before it finally closed and we took possession we probably got brought in um, probably last year sometime. I can't remember the exact date. We probably worked on it for eight or nine months before we were actually able to close on it just because of the nature of short sales and how long they take. It's a very long wait game to get the properties uh, under control when they go through a short sale. And this one, uh, the reason it worked as a short sale is because it did need some repairs. Like when we brought this house, there was no flooring, had some damaged cabinets, it's extremely dirty, had years and years of neglect. The AC wasn't working, which is crazy. Somebody's living here in Texas without an air conditioner, but they did. Uh, the roof was in pretty poor condition and it just needed an overall cleaning. So when they came through and actually got the appraisal done on the house, it appraised at a low enough level that we were able to pick the property up and do our renovations and create a spread. And then the little COVID bump actually um, helped us a bit too. So you're saying it appraised at a no, low enough level. Did you, did we have anything to do with that? Did we submit any offers? Uh, we had submitted an offer. I mean, we was significantly lower than what they approved it. I think we submitted an offer originally at like 130 um, and the house ended up appraising for like 160. But we worked with a, a company that handles short sales a lot. I didn't process it myself because I can't be a buyer if I'm processing the short sale. So we offloaded it to a third party and they, the type of loan this gentleman had, they were able to get a little bit of a discount. So while it appraised for like 160,000 in its current condition, we were able to actually pick it up and pay for it and buy it around like one, I think it was like right around like 154 is uh, our all in like purchase price. And when you property. say when you say that uh, you can't process it yourself, uh, does that mean as an investor or as a real estate agent, who can process the short sale? You have to be a real estate agent to process the short sale, but you can't be the real estate agent processing the short sale and buy the property yourself too, because now you have a conflict or interest. You have to sign like an arm's length agreement. That's why I had, there was a whole nother uh, real estate agency that was taking care of it to where it wasn't me representing myself and buying it. There was somebody else involved. Cool. All right. Take us through the house. What did we do? Let's start so, um, this one was, it was a lot of cosmetic stuff that we had to do. Like I said, there was no flooring. So we went ahead and put all new laminate flooring here and all new carpet upstairs. Um, there was Formica countertops that were in pretty poor condition. They were chipped. They were kind of torn apart. So we took those out, put granite countertops. 
Um, put backsplash all the way around to kind of give it that upscale feature. It did have a cabinet originally, kind of above here, which is your regular vent hood. We kind of upscaled that to stainless steel appliances, put the vent hood, and ran the mosaic all the way back up, put the stainless steel dishwasher in as well. When we originally listed this property, uh, we were only targeting a value of like 220 <laughs> to 230. So we listed it and we saw some of the comps going in at a higher valuation. So we actually took the property back down and went and did a little more landscaping in the front because when we go out front, you'll kind of see why there's just too much shade, nothing grew. And we went ahead and added blinds to the downstairs, the two inch faux blinds that you can see around this area. <laughs> there was originally a cabinet here that, I mean, just like your standard cabinet over here, but the door was all busted to crap. So instead of trying to find a new matching door, which I'm sure you can do, we just went ahead and we've seen this done nice little feature is we just took the shelf out and just put shelves here. So that's a lot of really common you start to see in um, especially more older historical homes that go with like kind of a wood shelf and stuff like that. But it was a cheap, effective way to still get the same feature, but it breaks things up so it's not just the same all the way around. Um, we went ahead and upgraded the light package for a lot of the house too. Here they had tried to put some new lights away from, they were originally recessed and they tried to put them down and they had patchwork. Uh, that was another thing, there was a lot of sheetrock damage around the house as far as just holes in the walls, uh, poor texturing. Um, the paint colors, I mean this house was like a really dark green everywhere so it's very dark in here. I mean it's still a dark home just because there's so much shade especially in the front of the house so when we lightened the colors up it made a, it made a big difference. Now let me ask you do we always put blinds on our properties? Not usually. Um, usually we don't put blinds on them but for this house it did that uh, add that extra little feature uh, towards the end that made it just a little more upscale because I mean blinds do get expensive. I think it's like five hundred dollars in blinds to put on the house so it's just one less thing the buyer has to pay for so it really kind of depends on the situation our, our probably our properties for sale less than two hundred thousand um, we don't put blinds on them ever newer homes if we get to the kind of the higher end scale we usually don't either because we probably put new windows in it so if we want to show that those windows look clean nice new and you can see through them these house these windows were original to the house so there was no benefit of you really seeing the windows, more seeing those blinds gave more of a benefit. And so, also the windows are smoked a little bit. So. Uh, yeah, some of them got some uh, broken barriers uh, or the seals broken so they're building condensation between them. There's a couple of them around the house. So when we put those up there, um, it kind of shows that uh, like, hey, there, there is a problem, but you got the blinds that you really kind of don't see. And what we really did with that is it's like, hey, when we go to sell the house, if they ask us to replace them, I'm probably going to lean more towards giving them a concession, but if they really want them, I'll go ahead and replace them at that point. But it's not like the windows are broken where you have air just leaking your house. You just have a broken seal where it might get a little fog or condensation build up in between them. So, so another thing we did is uh, kind of modern, uh, updated the color scheme, uh, painted this. It was a brown brick fireplace you know, with our urban bronze that we do a lot with a lot of our houses. Uh, we added a mantle to it because this was just one giant brick covering. Uh, kind of painted this column in the center here to give it a nice feature, the same kind of color to kind of break everything up. And it's got a huge pantry, which was, I mean, another really cool feature to it. But it, like I said, it was just extremely dirty and dingy. 
Um, we were able to actually, we didn't know what, if we were going to be able to save these, floor, these uh, linoleum floors or not. Uh, there's a lot of detail work to it. That's why I was kind of iffy at the very beginning before we bought this property was, are we going to be able to save these floors? Because if going we're really with tile of this whole thing, it would be a pretty penny to fix it. But it was so dirty, we didn't know if we were able to clean it up. But that's one thing we did when we bought the house is we had somebody come in and do a good, thorough, deep clean of, of this area to make sure we didn't have to replace all the pantry shelves. And they cleaned all the cabinets around too to make sure the cabinets did clean up well. We kind of had a feeling they would, but once we got it done, it made a huge difference in the property and being able to clean this up and us not have to replace it because it was still in good condition once it actually cleaned up. So we'll head upstairs so you can see what it is all the way doing up there. Nothing really changed in the bathroom here. Everything is the guest bath or it's the hall bathroom. We didn't do anything, we just, everything was fine. We just had to clean it up. We changed out the flooring to tile, painted it, and um, you can see the laminate transition going into it. handrail that are in bronze and uh, the trim up here to give a nice little break up in feature. We replaced all the carpet through here. Put a new air conditioner in it. Uh, that was one of the first things we did because we bought it right there in the middle, right there at the end of March. All right, so the COVID thing kind of went down uh, and it was coming in the summertime, so we wanted to have air conditioner so guys in here working had some actually cool air. Uh, you got your two secondary bedrooms over here. Nothing changed in those. We just kind of did the, the carpeting, the paint. Um, we kept both the ceiling fans. We kind of had to replace one of the doors uh, because they had done something really kind of weird. This thing makes a funny noise. Hmm. That's new. Uh, but anyways, this door, there was a child's room, so I think this room had like bright blue walls. Uh, and then he had like a custom door that he had built that put like a stay out police room or something like that. Oh, yes, and we did update all the hardware. It was the old brass looking hardware and we updated it to the um, oil rub bronze to kind of offset and match the paint colors downstairs. Only change the tile in the guest bath. Where we put a lot of uh, work though was into the master bathroom area. It's a really cool house because you've got this like huge seating area. It's a 2,800 square foot, three bedroom, two bath house. So I mean, it, the house just keeps going. So a lot of the cost of this thing was in the cosmetic updates. There's a lot of flooring, a lot of paint, and a lot of sheetrock that had to be done. So one of the areas that everyone says like where you put your money to get your return out of it is in your kitchens and your baths. Uh, or your master bathroom. So we went ahead and replaced the countertops in here. We were able to keep the vanity, replace the countertops, uh, change up the hardware, put new tile flooring in. And this had just one of those garden tubs in the corner. So we went ahead and took that out, raised the shower head, and put a nice big stand up modern shower in the property. If you want to come around and take a look at it. everything else in the house to really kind of give a new modern kind of feel to it. And this is what uh, we've done this in a lot of houses and people say they really like and enjoy the best is the type of showers that we do. We get a lot of uh, feedback from that. How do we pick out the tile? 
We literally just go to off a floor and decor and start picking stuff off the shelf, especially like when you had to buy this was during all the COVID stuff and there's a really big shortage of material. So we just kind of had to go there and like start picking material on their little project tabs uh, or tables and start so just, how's this look? How's that look? I'm sending pictures to John, which one do you think best? And he went there and kind of met with me and like, all right, let's go with this color. So we tried to stick with all the same and we had a good color scheme that we were sticking with all of our houses, but then a lot of those products started disappearing in the quantities we needed. So we had to change everything up. Is this a light? He's got your nice, you got a walk-in shower or walk-in master closet here. Go ahead and head outside now. It has, I mean, you can probably get a pretty good view of the backyard from up here and kind of see it. Isn't, it's a kind of built into a cul-de-sac. Um, and so it's not just your square backyard typically like you see it's kind of built into this kind of big catty corner thing so it actually has a bigger lot than most of the houses in this neighborhood it does eventually need some landscaping because like when we bought this thing like i said it, it was completely neglected grass hadn't been mowed in probably a year or more so you just had a lot of dead grass on top of it a lot of leaves and it had this little storage shed in the back that we needed to kind of power wash and clean up that's a nice little feature it's not a complete storage shed somebody has a weekend warrior project kind of shed but it was still sufficient we didn't want to tear it down because we would have like a giant dirt patch in the yard and the roof and everything was still decent on it so we just went ahead and took some of the torn off screens up power washed it and went ahead and left it I had to repair some of the fence you can see the new boards on the fence it was really kind of torn down um, so we went ahead and just patched up and replaced a lot of fences or boards on the fence. Uh, the posts were still good and we didn't want to go through the expense of replacing everything. So we went ahead and just uh, weaved the boards back into it with new boards. Cool feature about this house, like I said, it was a 2,800 square foot house that has this huge great room. Um, you see some of these houses in these floor plans that somebody could technically turn this into a fourth bedroom if they wanted to just by walling this off, putting a door there, and you could have a whole nother essentially master room here, except this wouldn't have the master bath if somebody wanted to. But it was already in the great room, it was already in good condition, so I think it was a cool selling feature about the house, especially in the time of like COVID when everybody now is wanting more and more space uh, and not being so crammed together. We can head out front and see what we, uh, what I was talking about as far as like the front yard. So we got a, a new neighbor here. We got a chicken that likes to hang out. That's the first time I've seen, I've seen those. Oh, there's two of them, huh? Um, <laughs> so you can kind of pan out and see that we're on a kind of a cul-de-sac that kind of turns, not such a 90 that kind of, you got a couple houses here, but you can see when you look at the ground, how dark it is. And you can see we have these two huge oak trees in the front of the house that cast a lot of shade onto this front yard. So there was absolutely no grass when we here and to try to grow a lawn at this time of year or middle of the summer and coming over here, it just wasn't feasible. So originally we just kind of cleaned it up, got all the dead leaves that were here out, which there means there was no lawn left and we were gonna list it that way originally. But after we saw some of the comps and stuff, what we decided to do was dryscape the front yard. It cost about 
I think it was about a thousand to fifteen hundred bucks to have them come and put the, the barriers and fill it in with rock, put the weed barriers to kind of have your uh, desert style dryscape kind of front yards. It's a cheaper way, low maintenance. That they come in, they clean it off, they put the barrier down, they put the rock down, and you're done. Versus trying to sod it, water it, maintain it, and try to do that, in the, especially in the middle of summertime. So we went with this feature, and it really made a huge difference in the pictures when we relisted it at the higher price. So, I mean, I think that's really it. So the prices we went with uh, originally, I think we listed at uh, 2.45, but the first time, but we took it down pretty quick. There was a few things we saw. We saw we wanted one comp to fall off out of the six months most recent sale because it sold in February, like right at the end of February, and we didn't want to get an offer and have that be a considered comp because it was a comparable to ours and it was at a much lower price. While we were in a much more superior condition, it was not uh, something that we wanted to have to try to battle against. So that officially fell off in the beginning of August. So we kept it down for a couple weeks did the windows, did the landscaping, uh, put a little more into it and relisted it at 255. Uh, after about 15 days, we dropped the price to 249,999 and wound up getting an offer uh, within that first weekend. And we the house appraised and we were all set to close next next weekend or next next Wednesday is when we officially close. So everything is um, good to go. Hey, explain real quick the, um, the six month why does the six month matter well it did the further there was new sales that were pending that I knew were probably gonna close higher and be more recent sale than that one so I wanted those houses to officially close so and then be more recent than that six month previous one so on your features on the MLS it depends how appraiser looks at it but if he pulls like basically a half mile within six months like he's kind of your default setting that house was going to be further six months back and there were going to be new sales and new comps that were in the same price range and square footage that we were more comparable to. I didn't want to be compared to something that was that old and they won't compare pending properties. It has to be sold properties. All right. So as you see with the chickens behind me, <laughs> um, that's that's why short sales are great, right? Um, we, we like short sales. A lot of investors don't like dealing with them. Uh, because they don't understand them, but it's not something to be scared of. It's just like any other investment. Uh, you just have to make sure that when you are buying them, you got to understand, or even when you're negotiating them, it takes time. All right. That's not something, a short sale is not something that's going to happen, you know, in, in a month or so. It could take, like you said, from the negotiation to contract and everything with the wholesaler, it took like two years. And then it took from when we got it that the wholesaler was trying to bring it to us. Um, that was when the short sale was already approved. So if you are working with holes, uh, with short sale, just know that you got to wait for it to be approved before you start really marketing it. Um, and when he brought it to us from then till close, it still took like probably like eight months or so, uh, before we actually closed on this. And then, like I said, I'm going to link above here another video too on why we do comps throughout the project because this one like John said at the beginning we originally were targeting 220 conservatively 230 maybe um, but at the end when we decided to sell we realized that by doing this dryscape because with these massive trees grass doesn't grow here so for us to have replanted sod would have been a huge waste of money so by doing this dryscape giving it a much better curb appeal um, it got the property to sell 
for instead of the 22230 it ended up selling for 250 and it and it appraised so a lot much better profit for you know $1500 investment so I hope this is helping you guys. I hope you guys learned a lot. Um, if you have any questions about short sales or anything like that, make sure to let me know. Shoot, shoot me a comment. And like I said, here's the video for short sales uh, interview. And then here's just more training and videos that, uh, that you might find helpful. So thanks for watching, and I'll catch you on the next walkthrough.